listening to the Salt and Light podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Thank you for joining. I want to read a scripture out of uh, Revelation chapter 21, verse 6. I invite you to open your heart today. Revelation chapter 21, verse 6 states in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely, listen to this, to him who thirsts. says, it is finished, it is done, it's already completed. The Lord speaking to John, giving him the revelation of what's to come, the new Jerusalem, what he has for us in store. And he says, it's already done. Come on, look at the person next to you, tell him, it's already done. And what he's saying is the promise, the promise of, that God's made in your heart for us to know that what Jesus did on the cross and his resurrection is not just for Easter Sunday. It's so that we can live every day, he said, it's already done. What, what I promised for you, the life that he has for you, the eternal life that he has for you. But I love that the ending of that verse says, to him who thirsts. To, him that are, to them that are looking, to him that are pursuing his heart, to those that thirst. Would you close your eyes with me? Let's pray together. God, I thank you for your truth that in our lives enlighten us to live according to your will. And today, Lord, I pray that your truth will bring into our hearts an alignment of your purpose, of your will. So we may walk giving you glory. Right now, anything that's not yours, any lofty thought, anything that wants to come and just steal what you have for us, I pray that it will be canceled, it will be cast out, and that your Holy Spirit gives us revelation of Jesus. In your name we pray. Somebody say amen. amen. We're going through a difficult season in our marriage. Um, we have been married together, I'm going to say, for about seven, eight years, right past the five, seven years, it starts getting real, you know what I'm saying? It starts getting real, and um, I'm going full force, I mean, I'm a racehorse, I'll just tell you this, uh, you know, I've, I, I'm just, there's always something next, where are my people that are always dreaming? Come on, my people that always have the next thing, that's me, I'm just, I'm a racehorse, so I'm going, but sometimes when you're a racehorse, you forget that there's people that are next to you, and you can't lead unless the people that are next to you are actually with you. You're a leader in your home. I know we struggle with this. Come on, those of us that, you know, God just put a mandate in our hearts to go and, and we're opening, you know, we're trailblazers opening what, uh, what God is, has for us. And I love, I love, I love that God always has more for us. But I'm, I'm here to tell you something. Sometimes in the more we miss the now. And I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And she tells me, we need to talk. Now, man in the house, you know that when she says we need to talk, it means she needs to talk. Come on. You know, and she says, we need to talk. So I say, okay, you know, I'm literally leaving the house 6.30, 7 in the morning, the latest. Coming back 9.30, 10, more like 10 at night. Um, working, 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 working. And she says, uh, listen, we need to talk. I need you to tell me, why are you working so hard? And I'm like, Excuse me, you're asking me 
why you're why I'm working so hard. Have you seen the, your purses? <laughs> Have you seen your baby's shoes? Have you seen the mortgage? I mean, we bought this house now and we have kids and you're asking me, you're expensive. And she looks at me and says, I never asked you for those things. I, I, I never put that on your shoulders. She said, I need you to pray. Come on, where are my women of God in the house? That tell your man, you need to pray or I'm going to pray for you. And I'm like, uh, man, I'm the man of the house. What you talking about I need to pray? I'm a man of God. I know what the Lord is telling me to do. I know how I should lead my house. Come on. I'm, a, I'm in my mid-20s. You remember mid-20s, you think you know everything? You got your first, you know, your first job that it pays you decent and now you think you own El Paso. You know, Juarez and, and El Paso are my domain. You know what I'm saying? I can go anywhere and buy something for five bucks. So I'm rich. You know, I, I, I feel that, you know, we're dreaming for more. We're going for more. The truth is, though, the harder I work, the less I enjoy. The more I got in debt. The, the, the more I had, the less I had. And she said, I need you to pray. I said, I need you to pray. And I'll be honest with you, I'll be praying for God to do what I wanted him to do. I wasn't praying to listen. And today I want to give you a challenge. Somebody say with me, it is finished. See, what God has for you, it's already there. But if you don't align your heart with his will, you continue to do your will. You'll never get to what he has for you. And the lie of the enemy is that because you're going in turns, going in circles, it seems like there's movement, but you're really not moving forward. And God wants to give you something greater. God wants to give you not just stuff, not just things. He wants to return his heart, your heart to him. And he wants to return the heart of your family so you can be one. The lie of the enemy is that as long as I'm in motion, I'm moving. And God says, be still and know that I am God. I'm going to give you this. This one's for free. Are you ready? If you're ready, say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, the devil was cast out from heaven because he wanted to be God. He wanted to be God. I believe what stops us from going to heaven is that we want to be God. The devil was cast out from heaven because he wanted to be God. And the reason you don't live as if heaven is on earth. Oh, some of you didn't get what Jesus did last week, huh? Yeah, some of you don't understand that. He said, all authority, all domain has been given to me. Anything you ask in my name before, you could not get close to the Father. But now Jesus paid the price for your sin, for my sin. So we have a relationship with God. Everything he has, somebody said with me, it is finished. It's already there, but the reason I don't go into that is because I don't want to rest in God. I want to be God. I want to fix my wife because she's always a problem. I want to fix my kids because I need to learn to respect. And I'm going to tell you something. I love you, 
Nothing will form the character of Christ more in you than that person. Mm. Then your kids, then your wife, then your mama, then your papa. Nothing will form because you have to die to yourself to be able to live. And when he's saying everything's finished, but whoever comes and thirsts, my question is, what are you thirsty for? In 1 Kings chapter 18, there's a story that I want to share with you. Verse 41 through 45, 1 Kings 18. Can I encourage you to read the whole chapter this week? Just write it down and study this chapter at home this week. In verse 41, it says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Ahab is the king of Israel, Go up, eat, and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. They've been in a drought for years that Elijah proclaimed. And now he's saying, there's an abundance of rain coming. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Carmel is a place of fruitfulness. Carmel is a place of vineyards. Though they're in a drought, he goes to a place where God has provided. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. He humbles himself before the Lord and prays. And he and said to his servant, go up now, look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there's nothing. Somebody say with me, there's nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Mm. Look at the person next to you and tell him, go again. See, we forget this. We, we prayed for something. It didn't work out. There's nothing. And I want you to hear, go again. Verse 44, then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, said to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Go before the rain gets here. Now it happened in the meantime, that the sky became black with clouds and wind. I just love that right before God sends his biggest blessing in your life, the, uh, the sky will become <laughs> black with clouds and wind. And there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Listen, I already prayed. Don't you tell me to pray. I know that I have to provide for my family. I'm doing this for you. And she says, if you're doing this for me, how come I never see you? I says, because you don't make time for me. Because you're always busy with the kids. And she said, nah-uh. You don't make time for me. Now I want you to listen. I've been married already for years during that time. For the glory of God, we've been married now for 22 years. Thank you, Jesus. We got married at 12. Amen. I met her since we were 12 years old. <laughs> At 18, we became best friends. At 20, we got married. I need you to listen. She says, you know me. We've been married for a while now. And you know that I need to process things. You can go, but I need you to love me. 
I told you nothing will form the character of Christ like your wife. I need you to love me more than you love your job. Self-control, right? I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm not listening. And I remember the Holy Spirit said, your job is to love her the way Christ loves the church. And Christ gave himself for the church. So mad. I said, you know what? I can talk to you like this. When you get like this, I just, I just, mm, 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 mm. Where are my people? Come on, where are my real people that just had a conversation like this last night with your wife? Come on, let's go. <laughs> and I'm like, mm. you know what? I'm going to go downstairs because I, I don't want the kids to hear this. Because I'm a righteous man of God. She said, How's your prayer life? I already know what God told me to do. Come on, man. I'm here to tell you, your over-spirituality many times will rob you <laughs> from loving well. And if you don't love more, oh, I don't know if you're ready for this one. And you don't love more the person than you love your, oh, are you ready or not? I said, are you ready or not? Your truth. Uh, I told you you weren't ready. Because we forget that God's doing a new thing in our heart. And we're surrendering every day more. And we think because we surrender part, now we're holy. And God takes us from glory to glory. And I, I don't know if you learned this, but anytime I give something to the Lord, it exposes an area that I haven't given yet. And I go, you know what? I'm just going to go downstairs and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sleep downstairs. I mean, I'm telling you, we had never gotten in a fight like this. And she goes, if that's what you want to do, go. Go. And I'm thinking, she's going to miss me. She's going to come downstairs and tell me, baby, 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 oh, baby. Uh -huh. An hour passes. Two hours. I go check upstairs. <laughs> I go downstairs. Lord. The woman you gave me, Lord. And as I'm praying, the Holy Spirit speaks to my heart and says, what are you thirsty for? And I read that scripture that we just read about not burning the Bible. Because I'm telling you, God will speak to you if you're thirsty. In verse 42 of 1 Kings chapter 18, it says, so Ahab went up to, went up to eat and drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. Um, anytime that you come before the Lord with the right heart, with the right attitude. Can I tell you this? You are not God. 
And if you continue to have that heart hardened before the Lord, you'll continue to miss out on what heaven has for you. I love you. I start praying, and my prayer is, God, change her. Make her see that everything I do is for you and for them. As your word states, I'm declaring the word today. And the Lord says, change your heart. When Elijah tells the king to go eat and drink, they're in a drought. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Say, oh yeah. oh, yeah. As they are in the drought, the instructions to the king is, go enjoy what I'm giving you. The king is going outside trying to look, and he has his, uh, his posse with him. And they're going to places where they can actually find water because everybody's dying. Their, their, their hurts are, di are dying. So he's like, how can we save this? And he finds Elijah, and Elijah goes, go and enjoy what you have. Look, my son's favorite restaurant is uh, Chipotle. How many of you guys like Chipotle? Yes, I think it's Chick-fil-A, Chipotle. We got to pray uh, in and out. I, I think we got to pray that they become Christian too. I don't know if they are, but let's just pray. You know, I don't see scriptures on there. <laughs> And S Santiago loves his food a certain way. How many of you have, like, your favorite dish? Like, they better make it this way. They better put everything this way. The amount of cheese you want, everything else there, you know. You know how it's supposed to be done. Well, this day we go, and I'm not paying attention. You know, he, he comes behind me, and I said veggies, so the lady put veggies on his. We go, we pay. He didn't say anything. We sit down. I'm excited, man. I'm about to have, you know, the, 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 the new uh, chicken uh, al pastor. <laughs> For the pastor, al pastor. <laughs> and we're having there. We're eating. We're starting to eat. He's there, and he's with his face. And I'm like, boy, I just spent $15 on your bowl. You better eat it. And he's like, they put onion. His voice has changed. So I was like, oh, but I do. <laughs> I hope he doesn't see this. <laughs> I get the bowl. I take off the onion. Listen. Here you go. Enjoy what you have. Even in the drought, take off the onion. Come on. God has given you life. Oh. God has given you a new day. Somebody said with me, it is finished. Just because you didn't go into the college you wanted to go to. Just because what's happening at work right now is not what you were expecting. Just because there's a drought where you're at does not mean <laughs> that you cannot eat, that you cannot drink what's in your house, oh. what God already provided for. And I've learned to enjoy steak. That's why Paul will say, in everything and anything, I've learned to have, to have joy. I can do all things. How many things? All things through Christ who strengthens me. I've learned that I can enjoy, come on, quesadillas with beans. And I can, come on, and I can, I can enjoy a T-bone, come on. 
I've learned that what God has given me is not mine, it's his. And I better be thankful that he puts a plate in front of me. That I have a wife, that I have kids. I don't know what you're grateful for. But can I tell you, do not miss what God is doing in the midst of the drought. Somebody say with me, I'm thankful. The scripture in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 and 15 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I need you to get this. Pray and seek my face, not my hand. Can I repeat that? Pray to seek me, to worship me, not just pray the problem, but seek my face. It says, and turn from their wicked ways. I don't know why God's not changing this. I don't want to, because you haven't turned to what he's telling you. You haven't obeyed what he's telling you. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal Land. I will forgive their sin and heal their heart and heal their marriage and heal their relationship and heal their finances. If you turn, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. In this place. When we come before the Lord like Elijah did, he humbled himself before the Lord. Go enjoy. I'm going to pray. And when he starts praying, the Bible says that he tells his servant, go, go check and see if there's, if there's rain coming. Now, look at me, please. He sends them to the sea. He doesn't send him to the desert. What are you thirsty for? Where are you going to satisfy your thirst? Well, it's just one more high, pastor. It's just one more relationship. It's just one more day of overtime. Oh, that one didn't go well. It's just, it's just one more credit card. It's just, it's just one more. And I need you to get this, please. The problem in the drought is not that there's no water. The problem is you're going to the wrong well. And as we try to satisfy our thirst for those things, I've learned something. When the enemy is trying to tempt you and tell you, you should go call her again. You should go and see this again. You should just explode again. You should just uh, get, get it out. Get it out. You should just, when that happens in my life, in your life, there's a power that comes from heaven that invites you to take it to him. And if you will humble yourself and go to him, he will satisfy your thirst. He will satisfy your thirst. He will give you more than you can even imagine. Somebody say with me, it is finished. As Elijah tells him, go and check, and he goes to the sea. He says that he sees a small, a small cloud the size of a hand. He sees it from far away. This is just a small, a small cloud from far away. And what does Elijah say? Somebody say with me, great rain. Oh, some of you are still asleep. Somebody say with me, great rain. I only see a small hand, as a, I only see a cloud as small as a hand, but I'm proclaiming that it is finished. Now, the Holy Spirit convicts me, I'm in that couch, it's been like four or five hours, I haven't been able to sleep all night. This is one of the first fights we ever had, guys. This was, this was traumatizing, obviously, that's the reason I'm having my therapy with you today. And as I'm there, I'm, 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 I'm exposing it to the Lord, and the Lord's telling me, go say sorry. 
She's asleep, Lord. <laughs> now, come on, where are my stubborn people, my prideful people that struggle with saying sorry? Come on, be honest. <laughs> we've, we've, we've been taught that weakness isn't saying sorry, but I've learned something. And I pray that you take this. Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. The person who says sorry first is the person that has the greatest understanding. The greatest wisdom. I go and say, mm. mi amor. Amorcito. She's like, what you want? I just wanted to say, I'm sorry. No, 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 my amor, no, no. It wasn't my fault. Please forgive me. Oh, no, no, it was my fault. I've learned that the person that says sorry first wins. No, 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 I'm sorry. And she says, fine, what are you sorry for? If we don't repent from the root, I'm sorry for putting other things before you. I'm sorry for putting other things before you. If we confess our sins, he's faithful to forgive. He humbles himself. He tells them, there's nothing. Have you ever been there? You said sorry, but she said, Whatever. You try to change something in your life and there's no fruit. There's nothing. He says, go again. Come on, tell the person next to you, Tom, go again. Pray again. <laughs> What's amazing about this is that when Peter asked Jesus, how many times should I forgive the person? And he said, seven times. Jesus said, what? Seventy times seven. Which means always. In fact, when he taught us to pray, he said, Our Father in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Meaning we can access heaven. <laughs> On earth as it is in heaven. And he goes and says, Forgive us as we forgive. Forgive us as we forgive. This is, this is a secret for us coming to a place where you, you stop carrying things that he already paid for. Somebody said with me, it is finished. And when he goes again, he says, there's a small cloud. I see something happen. He goes, tell him to hurry up because rain is coming. Great rain is coming. Not just, uh, not just enough for what you need. There's a drought. But God said, I'm bringing a great rain to your life. The drought is over, church. The drought is over, church. Somebody said with me, it is finished. When you come before him with a humble heart. And you move, not on what you feel, but on what he promised. When you become obedient in such a way that you stop becoming God and let him be God. 
and you recognize your fault and repent from your sin, don't call it a mistake anymore. Don't say, they did that to me first, so I'm going to do it back. And I tell you, God wants to set you free today. What he did is so that you can walk in newness of life. In Isaiah 43, verse 19, Isaiah 43, verse 19, Scripture says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness. And rivers, somebody say with me, rivers in the desert. In that place in your marriage. In that place of drought in your heart. You know where you are. You know where you're walking. He's getting ready to bring great rain. He's getting ready to bring a river into that place that you say, God, I don't know how this is going to go away. I don't know when this is going to finish. I'm here to remind you today that what he did in the cross and his resurrection empowers us today to live and know that the best is yet to come. I said the best is yet to come. And if we walk in this newness of life and we understand that it's not by power or by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. By my spirit, says the Lord, that he is God and deserves a humble heart. What are you sorry for? I'm sorry for putting other things before you. How about you make me part of your dream? you're a racehorse and you're going but I'm your balance horse and you need me <laughs> and if today you let the Holy Spirit be what drives you and what keeps you you're going a hundred miles per hour slow down the Sabbath with me today because it is finished I walk now knowing that even in the midst of the drought I hear the <laughs> I hear the voice of God in my heart as a river telling me telling you you're not alone Would you close your eyes where you are going to be okay. He's going to finish what he started. He's going to finish the healing. He's going to finish the restoration. I hear the sound of rain. I want us to refresh your soul. Change your mind. Would you, with your eyes closed, would you present yourself before the Lord? Say, God, I'm here today. I'm thirsty for you. Thank you for listening. Stay connected through our social media and remember, we are family.